Welcome to Sam's Business Growth Show. I'm Sam Dunning, a digital marketing, sales, and business growth evangelist. Tune in and subscribe today as I'll be interviewing business leaders, experts, and entrepreneurs from around the globe. You'll be learning their story, how digital marketing has helped them along the way, and exclusive tips and insights to help you skyrocket your own business. Welcome back to the show. I'm thrilled, honored, and humbled to be joined by Anthony Iannarino today. Anthony is a highly respected international speaker, best-selling author, entrepreneur, and sales leader specializing in complex B2B sales. He's also the founder of two closely held family businesses in the staffing industry, leading both entities in strategic planning and boosting their sales. Uh, Anthony's best known for his work in the sales blog, which has helped him gain recognition as a thought leader in the sales profession. Anthony, lovely to have you on. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. How are you? Oh, good, my friend. Yeah, I've got really excited to jump right in today. There's plenty that myself and everyone tuning in would love to learn from your good self, including your story up until now, some of the key events in your story. We'd love to learn some of your business growth and sales tips, as well as how digital marketing has helped you along, along the way and some of the channels that you recommend that have grown your business and that you recommend everyone else invests in. But first and foremost, Anthony, for anyone that doesn't know your good self, if we could learn a little bit more about yourself, where you grew up, and after leaving school, some of the key events, some of the key businesses that you were involved into, and what you learned along the way. Um, yeah, so I'd love to hear it, man. Um, so far, I've not grown up anywhere, and I'm, I'm working very hard to make sure that that doesn't happen. And growing <laughs> up is, uh, is not the best thing that you can do. I mean, it, in a way it is, but I mean, if you can stay playful, it's a lot better. I love that. I am... Um, uh, I've got a long story, but I'll give you the shortest version of it. Look, I, I didn't go to school right out of high school. Out of high school, I started a rock and roll band. And uh, oh, awesome. I, went, I, I, I played music from the time I was about 15 or 16 years old until okay. I was 25. And at 25, I was in Los Angeles, California, playing music. And uh, I had a grand mal seizure. And uh, I ended up at UCLA Hospital. Oh uh, with, okay. with something that was diagnosed as what's called an arterial venous malformation. And uh, it's a big group of arteries and veins that grows into a knot. And it was right on the right side of my uh, front temporal lobe. So your neocortex, useful part of your brain, you want to keep it. But I ended up having a brain surgery and uh, I had to leave Los Angeles and come back to Columbus, Ohio. And I joined my family business. I was in LA and I was working for a staffing firm because that's what my family's business was at the time. Got and okay. and uh, I had a manager who recognized that I was the best salesperson on his team, even though I wasn't in sales. So he <laughs> fired the three salespeople that he had and he made me go into outside sales, even though I didn't want to. It wasn't. Oh, well, it wasn't what were you doing, Anthony? What were you doing that wasn't sales? Uh, I was interviewing candidates and placing them on jobs, but because okay. I came out of a small family business and I, I, I literally started up the light industrial division of that business, what I was told was when you don't have anything to do, call people and see if you can help them. Got it. So what did I think I was supposed to do when I was in LA? Like you're supposed to call people and see if you can help them. So I called people to see if I could help them and when my manager forced me into outside sales, he said, how did you win all these accounts? And this is not the me that you're looking at right now. At the time I had hair down to my waist, you know, I'm fronting a hair metal band in LA. A rocket dude. Yeah. Yeah. And he's trying to figure out like, how does this guy 
win deals when my real salespeople <laughs> aren't winning deals. And he asked me, like, how are you doing this? And I said, you know, when people come in, they fill out an application. I know where they used to work. It's not hard to figure out. They wrote it down for me. Then I call those companies because they're hiring these kind of people. And I ask them if I can have a meeting and some say yes. And I go sit down with them and I ask them if they have problems and some do. And then I ask if I can help and they say yes. And they give me their orders. And he said, great. I want you to cut your hair and become a salesperson. And I was like, <laughs> I front a hair metal band. It's not a metal band. It's a hair metal band. That's different. <laughs> like you got to have hair. And so we argued for a while, but I eventually ended up taking the job and I was a terrible salesperson when somebody made me a salesperson. That happens to a lot of people. I was a better yeah. salesperson when I thought I was just trying to help people. And then uh, that sort of wore off and I came back to doing what I was doing and I did really good work. And then I had this, the, the brain surgery, I ended up not being allowed to drive for two years. I was 25. Like I couldn't even go to the store, you know, to get stuff that I needed. It's very hard. That must have been hard, man. Yeah, it's really hard. It's terrible. So I had my younger brother driving me around like a chauffeur. And I went back in the family business and I started to grow it. And I really, really started to study sales. So I okay. read all the books. I took courses. I did everything that I could. I'd have audio cassettes going on in the car. I mean, just listening and trying to grow. And I started to get better faster. And uh, within about six months coming back into the family business, I was the best salesperson there. I had, I'd had more sales than everyone else combined. And then wow. I became the sales leader. And then do, you think I, that was, do you think that was just down to the material that you were listening and reading, Anthony? Is that what, what helped you progress to that level? Yeah. And this is the thing. I mean, for, for business people, you know, I know business people that have businesses that aren't interested in business. And like, you're not going to be very good at business if you're not interested in business and how it works. And they think, well, I have this thing I do. No, that's the thing that you do, but you're, you're in business, which means you have to understand how it works. And sure. in, in sales and in business and in marketing, if, if you don't have concepts to hang things on, if you don't have a structure of understanding, then everything is, is difficult for you. But when you start to study and you start to be able to look at the concepts, then you can start making different decisions. So I'm studying sales and I'm understanding the stages of the sales process. I'm understanding the conversations that are going on. So I'm seeing something that other people aren't seeing. And I'm, I'm going to describe it to you this way. The, the, the game slows down dramatically when you know what's going on. And the game goes really fast. Like it can be very confusing and difficult for people if you don't understand what's going on and why it's going on, which is why you have to constantly increase your business acumen and your sales acumen and your marketing acumen, because if you don't understand it, then you can't get better at it faster. That's what it really was. And so I grew that business from 3 million to 50 million. And then I started to have people ask me for help. And I said, no. And uh, <laughs> ultimately I, in 2009, I started the blog and I told my okay. wife I was going to start writing daily and that I'd be keynoting sales conferences within a year. And I got my first gig 10 months later after writing every day and sharing everything that I know, you know, without any constraints at all, just sharing it. Amazing. Okay. So the business that you grew massively, what was the name of that business that you just described that you took up to 50 million? Was it Anthony? Solution Staffing. Awesome. The staffing okay. company, yep. And I know it's going to be hard to cover in just, just a few minutes now, but are there any other insights that you can share with business owners or sales reps alike that are listening and tuning in 
on on the steps that you took to grow that obviously there's no secret sauce as such but any any insights you can say on how you managed to take it to such a high level no, num- number one the very first thing that you have to do is decide that whatever it is that you do that's not what you do so you, you have to change your mind all right so here's the first thing you are a sales organization you are a sales organization that happens to do digital marketing or you're a sales organization that happens to do lawn care, but you're a sales organization first. You're not a lawn care company. And if you get the sales organization part right, like we're going to sell things, we're going to go out and acquire new clients and customers and we're going to take care of them. If you get that part first, it gets much, much easier. And if you would put sales and marketing first in your day, like the first thing. So don't come in and start dealing with operations and don't open your email. There's nothing in there. It's all, it's all a waste of your time. Other people's priorities. If you don't say growth is the first thing that has to happen for my company every single day, you're wrong. You're not, you're not going to grow an organization. You're going to have a job and you're going to do a lot of work, but you're not going to grow. So you have to put sales and marketing first. And if you do that work first in the day and you say the first 90 minutes of my day is devoted to growth, you're going to be in better shape than if you decide I'm going to try to solve all these problems first. Your first problem is you don't have enough sales and you're not marketing and you're not acquiring clients. So you're not getting revenue. Awesome. Now that's, that's solid piece of advice that for anyone listening in. Awesome, dude. So you started up this blog, you, you sold that business on, did you, or you brought it to that level and that's still, still going at that still level? Still going. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. And then you started your sales blog. And you did that for nine months or so, did you say? And then you got asked to do a keynote or a live event? Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. I've been, I've been writing there daily now for 10 years. Awesome. And are there any lessons that you can share from this daily content creation that you've learned or how it's helped you progress? Well, if you create content, then you know that the idea that you're in love with when you put it out into the world um, is... Does, doesn't even make a dent. I mean, you, you put this out, you love it. And then this piece of content that you thought was throwaway content changes people's lives. And they tell you like, that's the, that changed my whole life, this thing that you wrote. It's really interesting. You have to just put it out there. If the idea has value, then the people who need it are going to find it. Google's going to bring them there. They're going to find the thing that they need and they're looking. But if, if you decide this idea is not good enough or that idea is not good enough, you don't really get to decide who values from your content and why you don't get to decide that there's 7.8 billion people on the planet. Somebody needs the idea that you have right now, but if you don't share it, they're never going to find you. Fantastic. That's a great way of looking at it. That's a really good way to put it. So what about your other businesses Anthony? Cause you've got two, right? So you've talked us through one, but there's, there's one other, isn't there? I have three in uh, oh, three. staffing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, and then, and then I have the speaking and, you know, facilitating workshops and that kind of stuff too. So that's four, I guess. Writing Fantastic. books is five. I don't know how many jobs I have. So, so how do you manage to control all the, keep all these businesses and, and, and keep involved in all of them? And I, um, I'm, I'm really good with my time. And uh, we're recording this right now on a Saturday morning at seven yep. o'clock my time. But I, I've been up at, at this point, I've been up for two and a half hours. So I get up early. I go to bed early. early. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm disciplined about the work that I do. I'm, I plan it long before I ever have to do the work. So you, you have to be very, very organized to manage multiple businesses. Yeah, I can imagine. And are, are there any other 
tips that you could share that you've learned along the way of growing so many different businesses? Any other insights you can tell us in terms of sales strategies or in terms of business growth strategies? I know you've shared in terms of discipline, which is a really good tip. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what would serve your audience the best. I mean, I, I, I can tell you that, you know, if you, if you have a structure for what you believe is value creation for your client, that's really good. If you have a structure for understanding the buyer's journey from some view that says, I know how to start them where they are and get them to the point where they're willing to make a change. That's really useful too. And I I've written three books in uh, in a certain particular order. So the first book was called the only sales guide you'll ever need. It's a massively disappointing title when you have a three book deal and you tell people that the first book is the only one they need to buy. <laughs> Not a great decision on our part, but uh, you don't get to name your books. So uh, that one is really a course in becoming the kind of person that people want to buy from to begin with. And so it gives you the B2B mindset and character traits and the skill set. The second book's called The Lost Art of Closing. And if you don't really understand how to have the client conversations, that book will teach you how to have the conversations and get the commitments. And okay. then the last book's called Eat Their Lunch. And that's a book about what we call competitive displacements, which means stealing clients from your competitors. And that book's about really how to just execute a consultative sales process, differentiate yourself and win. And uh, so I, I think you need structures around your business if you want to grow it. And you need to know how to have those client conversations. So business owners need to spend more time thinking about how do I enable myself or my team to go and have those conversations more effectively. That's the trick. You have to be effective. When somebody gives you the gift of their time, you got to create value for them that says, I'd rather work with this person than anyone else. Got it. Okay, Anthony, that's, that's some really sound advice. So in terms of reaching out to new prospects and gaining new customers and clients, what are some of the strategies that have worked for you in terms of both cold outreach and also in terms of digital in inbound outreach? Um, I'm a big fan, same, same as Jeb, who you interviewed, one of my closest friends, um, I'm on cold outreach. I mean, if you can get uh, a phone, which you're never more than what, this far away from your phone, right? It's right there. You, you can't get that far away. So you, you pick that up and you dial the person and, uh, and you ask them for a meeting. I mean, there, there isn't a faster way to do it. And I have 4,030 blog posts right now that I've written over the last 10 years. Wow, I, deleted, I deleted two years of, uh, of posts, I, the 2008, 2009, where I was just playing before I got serious about writing. So I have, like, if I was a fisherman right now, I have 4,030 lines in the water. That's, that's a lot of lines. It's a good so way to look at it. There, there's a lot of, of content there that Google continues to bring people uh, to my site through that content. And some of that content can be, I mean, 10 years old. There's a seven ways to be better at prospecting that brings hundreds of people to my site every single day because Google decided it's good enough to show people. Uh, I think you need cold outreach, but I also think that it's very easy to get attention if you can teach people about their business. And so we're sort of going for full circle here. If you're not a business person, if you're not consultative, if you don't have the ability to tell people how to do better business than they're doing right now, if you don't have the ability to do that, selling's really hard. But I would tell you content's pretty easy if you think 
what are the 10 things that my clients don't know that if they knew they would make better decisions? And so if you start thinking through that lens, what do I have to teach them so that they can make better decisions and get better results? Then the content's pretty easy. I mean, because you, you're, if you're a business owner and you have clients, you're like, why do they always do that? Why do they always make that mistake? Well, because you didn't teach them not to. So somebody has to teach them how to think about it so they don't make the same mistakes over and over again. But if you're withholding that and you're not sharing it, then no one knows that you know it. You're a secret agent. Like, I know all these things. I could help them, but I'm not going to share it with them unless they pay me. <laughs> well, they're never going to find you. So you, you, you want some combination of cold outreach. And, yep. and right now, you know, you want to use every tool available to you. I've had speaking gigs come to me over Twitter. Okay. So it's, uh, I mean, it, the people are out looking and if your content's right and it serves them, you can have a conversation. Sure. So would you say that you adopted a, a multi-channel or omni-channel approach, Anthony, in terms of your, your ways to bring in new customers, both with cold calling outreach as also the content that you're putting out over time? Yeah. Got, got it ranked on Google and people were viewing it more and more. So we, we, we had a bit of a war over the idea of social selling here uh, in the United States on the social platforms. And yeah. Jeb and I started a, a conference called Outbound just in response to this idea that social selling was going to be enough for people to grow their business. And it wasn't. And uh, we were saying, you have to use all the tools. Could be, we've always used all the tools. We'll still use mail. We'll still FedEx something. We'll use every tool available. But at a time, the social group was sort of saying, um, you can only use LinkedIn. You can only just wait for people to, to find you. And it's, that's, that's horribly bad advice for a sales organization. You want to be proactive. And then you also want content that serves people that will bring people to you. You want to do both. So while they were inbound, we were all bound. And uh, those of, of us that, who okay. understand sales, we've always been all bound. Like we want every every single possible way to have that conversation start possible. Like you don't, you don't want to skip anything. I love that term all bound. I've never heard it before, but I'm going to start using it. That's for sure. Oh, it's awesome. Better. Okay. So you guys were hitting every channel. It sounds like, or you still are. Um, still are. Is there one particular channel that you'd say you've had the very best success from? Would that be the phone or is that something else? The phone's still the best. I mean, the phone is still the best. It's the fastest. So if you can get somebody on the phone, you can get a meeting. If you have 4,000 lines in the water, you have to still wait for, for something to bite on one of those lines. And waiting is not a great way to grow your business. Waiting is not a good strategy at all for anything that you want in life. So you're better off taking action. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. No, that's, that's some really awesome advice on, on digital marketing and both cold outreach as well. Is there any particular highs or lows, that, or perhaps both, that you could talk us through of your journey so far, Anthony? And let's, let's start with the lows of a particular low point in one of your businesses and how you overcame that. I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I've got enough years experience in business to have a, a long record of living through recessions. So the, the one that we're in right now, it's very scary to people who've not gone through a very difficult recession. And this one's going to be the biggest that any of us have ever faced uh, because of a, a virus. But uh, it, I've, I've had to guide a business through, uh, personally, you know, three times I've had to deal with recessionary pressure like this, where it meant cutting costs, cutting employees, restarting the business. 
and uh, it's, it's very difficult. But the first one is the one where you actually feel the lowest. Uh, and the reason that that is, is because you just don't have the experience to know how to manage your emotional state, your team's emotional state, how we're going to get out of this. Is it ever going to end? And at the beginning, you know, and I wrote this about this particular time that we're going through, that we're in the middle chapters. And in any great story about human beings, uh, it, it very much resembles uh, Star Wars. So Luke Skywalker doesn't know anything. Uh, he's he's uh, wow, fully in color. Yeah, that might be yours. I think I'm still good. <laughs> yep, I'm back now. Okay, so any any great story starts with the protagonist not really knowing what's going on in the world, and then they start okay. to discover something, and they get this call to action. And then in the middle chapters is when, you know, you've got to fight Darth Vader and you're wholly ill-equipped. And so we're at that point, we're in the middle chapters right now where we don't have the skills or the assets or the resources to succeed, but we still have to find a way to succeed. But a lot of people at this point where we're in the middle chapters, they feel like it's the end of the story, but it's not the end of the story. It's the middle. Like no great story goes boy meets girl, boy falls in love with girl, they get married, live happily ever after. No, that's not a good story. Story is boy meets girl. Girl rejects boy with extreme prejudice. He has to find some way to grow and get her attention, you know. And then she falls in love with him when he's big enough and and competent enough to to capture her attention. So we're in the middle chapters, but that that's the the low part. If you don't know that, and if you're if you're listening to this and you're in this thing right now, you're in the middle chapters. So your job is just to fight as hard as you can. The end chapter is. Your business is going to be okay, but it's going to be tough getting there. Awesome. No, that, that's it. I think it's just a case of adopting that mindset, it sounds like, Anthony. Because if the first one, like you say, is always going to hit you hard. Yeah, it does. Cool. And there are any particular highs that you could share with us and, and how you made those happen? I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just grateful every single day. You know, I have, I have highs all the time. Anytime you help somebody with their business and they get better results, and I mean, there's dozens and dozens of those stories that you stack up over time. And uh, I find that just doing, I'm, I'm uh, maybe wired a little bit different in this regard that I really enjoy working. So uh, every day there's good things, good outcomes every single day. So it's always a high for me. And I also really like adversity. So this challenge that we're in right now, it's interesting because it stretches you. You're going to grow. The adversity is going to make you a different person, a stronger person, better prepared for the future because you go through this. So even this is a high to me, even though it's a low. I mean, it's not fun, but you are going to be way stronger on the other side. Such a good way of looking at it. Such a great way. Okay. And Anthony, are there any particular daily habits that you've got that have helped make you a lot more successful? Any habits that you recommend? that people coffee. should adopt. Um, <laughs> coffee every hour? Constantly, as long as there's coffee available. <laughs> um, I, I would tell you, it's the, the, the conversation around discipline is probably the one that changes most people's lives when they engage in it. And you know, you, you need a structure. So if, if you start Monday and you don't have a written plan for what you're doing throughout the week, you're already going to be unproductive. If, if you don't spend some part of Saturday or Sunday or both in my case, planning out your entire week, making sure that you have blocks of time for the things that are most important. Uh, if you don't start that way, you're, you're missing 
I'm going to say hundreds of percent of uh, improvement available to you in productivity. If you don't spend time on personal development, if you're not trying to get better, then you're getting worse. And the reason that the best get better is because they get better at getting better. So that they're constantly improving and notching up, planning their time, using it effectively and putting the time against the things that they actually want to generate in their life. Most of us, even business owners, just go to work and then they sit and react to everything that happens. It's a very, very poor posture to have. You need to actually drive the activity that gets you to your goals and gets you the thing that you want. But if you would go to bed early, if you get up early, do a little bit of exercise, hydrate, you know, take care of yourself, you know, do, do that kind of thing. And you're going to end up having the energy that you need to, to do those other things. But I would just say, make a list of the disciplines that you know, you need to keep to do your very best work and then keep those disciplines. That's great. And in moving back to the self-development points that you mentioned, Anthony, what would you recommend on that side of things? Is that mainly just, just reading a lot or perhaps listening to podcasts or consuming video content or uh, any... all, all of the above, you know, nice. and, and I do all the above. So I, I want to, I fly, I used to fly, I'll be flying again soon, but uh, <laughs> I, I would just download uh, podcasts or YouTube videos. So when I'm on an airplane, I can take in new content. I read a book a week. Uh, I would take any, any course I think would, that would help me. I pay for uh, any any course I can go take where somebody knows something and they have something that I don't have yet. Uh, I'll pay to to go to that because it's the fastest way. I mean, if somebody's already figured out how to get the result you want, then you know, in a book for for twenty seven dollars and six hours, you can get all of the knowledge and experience that someone has. It's the greatest deal on earth. I mean, it's like point zero zero seven cents you know for for uh an education that took to somebody ten thousand hours to to figure that out so you such should, a good way of putting it you should just constantly if you're in the car you should consider that like a university you you're in college while you're in the car or you're getting an mba you could be getting an mba in your car you don't have to go to a school to do it there's plenty of people who will teach you the things you need to know but you have to take the time to do it that's it. That's it. You've got but to invest people, the time. But there are people right now going, I'm too busy to do that. Like, okay, well, that's called priorities. If you want to get better and have better results, I mean, the better results come when you become a better version of you. And that's a hard thing for people to accept. And so I, t I, I tend to try to help people understand that uh, you have to get rid of the person that you are now to become the person that comes after the person that you are now. And I, I, I tweeted this last week. I'm, uh, I'm on version 5.2 and I'm working on the 0.3 uh, updates right now, which is going to be a massively better user experience uh, in the future. Like you need to keep leveling up and you need to keep working on whatever that version of you is to make it a better version because there's a better version inside you. You just have to get rid of the one that you are now to replace yourself like that. That's, that's awesome. I love that idea of just constantly leveling up. And um, the car university as well. Like you say, I've, I've recently started doing that, tuning into podcasts or audiobooks whilst you're driving. Because like you say, make, make best use of your time. And exactly as you put earlier, Anthony, what's, um, what's a few pounds or a few dollars on a book on the grand scheme of things when <clears throat> someone's literally telling you all they've learned over the years and it's just going to take you a few hours to read it? 
I've read Major Account Sales Strategy by Neil Rackham. He wrote it in 1989. It's maybe 150, 160 pages. I can't imagine it's more than that. And uh, I immediately started selling five and $10 million deals after reading that book. So the book cost me maybe 25 bucks and it maybe took me three hours to read. I immediately started executing it and sold the biggest deals I'd ever sold in my life immediately after reading it. Wow. What was that book again? Major account (laughs) sales strategy. It's going to cost you 20 bucks or something. Fantastic stuff. All right, Anthony, really appreciate your, your advice, your insights and your stories. So everyone, you've been tuning in to Sam's Business Growth Show, where we sit down with business leaders, experts and entrepreneurs from around the globe. We find out their story, how digital marketing has helped them along the way and their exclusive tips and insights to help you skyrocket your business. Anthony, I'd like to ask everyone, just before we finish, if you could thank just one person, either dead or alive, for having a positive influence on your career and your life so far, who would that be and why? It's always going to be my mom. I mean, there's, there's no other, there's no other person that could uh, even get into the same category. Single mom raised by a single mom. She raised four of us by herself. Her mom raised five kids by herself and uh, whatever uh, positive attributes I possess are because of her uh, strong uh, attention to trying to make me a better person, which was, I promise you, not the easiest task a woman ever had to, (laughs) To, to face and whatever my shortcomings are, are certainly not her fault. And it, it hasn't been for her trying to still uh, shave off all the rough edges. Terrific, man. Okay. And Anthony, what is the best way people can connect with yourself? Tell us a bit more about your businesses, websites, and how people can get in touch. The best place to find me is the And uh, we're going to, of course, accost you with a pop-up right away to get you to give us your email address and then you'll be on the Sunday newsletter and the Sunday newsletters, the, the best sort of mindset content that I create each week. And uh, it shows up early Sunday morning, not be early Sunday morning if you're in England, but it'd be early <laughs> Sunday morning here and uh, to help you start your week. Right. And it helps you think about all these kind of things. Great stuff, man. Well, the show is sponsored by webchoiceuk.com, helping businesses skyrocket their leads, sales, and brand positioning via SEO, results-driven digital marketing, conversion-focused web design, and mobile apps. That's webchoiceuk.com. Anthony, really appreciate your time. It's lovely to have you on the show. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. Subscribe today for more digital marketing, sales, and business growth tips from the experts.